everybody's not ready at the time you are. You want to find people that are interested, willing, ready, and able. Some people might tell you, you know what, I will let you know. That's okay. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. Just a few days into this new year, and I can see a lot of you are enthusiastic about tackling your money goals. I'm really excited about this. So this year, we're going to be focusing on making sure we look at each of these different types of goals, and we're going to pull out the best tips and stories from our archives to help you achieve them. This month is all about paying off debts. Instead of just debating the pros and cons of different methods, apps, or sites, we're going to be addressing something that is overlooked many times, which is the community, specifically the support network you may already have or the one that you need to find that can help tip the scales in your favor so you can achieve your debt-free goals which is why I'm excited to pull out the interview I had with Tony Husbands about tapping into the power of community. If her voice sounds familiar, it's because Tony's been on the podcast before. You may remember when she shared her own personal journey of dumping six figures of debt. She's the creator of Debt Free Divas and the author of the book, The Great Debt Dump. With her own journey of paying off debt, Tony had to deal with an added challenge because her husband, Colin, wasn't on board at first. So if you're in a similar position and you're trying to build up a support network for this next stage and goal that you have ahead of you, I think you'll enjoy this interview. I'm very excited about the topic that you are talking about, which is dumping debt, not just what we usually hear, people focus on the numbers and everything, but you're talking about dumping debt using the community around you. First of all, how did you come up with that idea? Okay, so the idea has been floating around for about the last year, and it came as a result of my attempt to work up to running my very first 5K. Let me just say, running is not my strength. <laughs> <laughs> It's not my strength, but after having two babies and a number of surgeries and just really needing to and wanting to get back in shape, I started talking with a couple of girlfriends and we started with a walking group. So we started actually about a year ago walking. And then one of them mentioned that, you know, she would want to actually run a half marathon. I thought, hmm, I've never done that before. Why not? Let's do it. I love challenges and, uh, you know, and I love challenging myself. So we actually started with the goal of working on a 5K, working up to running a 5K, running one, and then we were going to move up to the 10K and then the half marathon. Last year, we were, as we're running, one of the things I do when I run is I talk, right? It helps me pass the time because, again, running is not my strength. So I'm talking to my running partner and I mentioned that there's no way in the world I can see myself actually meeting somebody, especially in the evening when I'm tired, um, not missing any time, getting out and actually looking forward to running. I know it was because I had somebody there waiting on me. 
because I've you know tried to do the run thing before. I have some successes. And I have other ways that I like to work out, but running is just not one of them. I will say that we did not miss any dates together, any, any dates together running other than scheduled vacation time, things yeah. like that. And I know that was peer pressure. I know it was, especially I'm more of a morning person. She works nine to five, so we would have to meet in the evening. By the time the evening rolls around, I'm ready, usually ready for some TV and, and chocolates. Or whatever. Same here. <laughs> so it became this discussion and we're like, wow, we're doing this. We were really kind of complaining about the first 60 second run walk interval. And then to get to the point where we're running 20 minutes and we're actually doing this and then thinking, oh, wow, the 5K is coming up and we actually did it. That whole experience led me to to think about, you know, running is not something that I like, but being in shape is important. Focusing on uh, better health is important. The same thing I think applies to getting out of debt. It is not something that people necessarily look forward to or think about that's something that you want to do, but the end result is what is very beneficial. It's something that is going to make a difference for our family, for our future and generations to come. And I thought, wow, what if you had the same type of peer pressure? Yeah. <laughs> you know, positive peer pressure, I would say. Somebody is has some expectations of you. You know, there's some accountability that is holding you to continue to focus on debt. My husband and I, we were that community, us together holding each other accountable, being there to pick the other person up when somebody's discouraged or maybe trying to stray off track. So those are some of the things that I found that was very helpful with my first running group experience. I wanted to to see if this is something that could be applied to dumping debt. So I ran a little experiment with a group of people. The result basically is this uh, process that I have come up with, seven-week process that takes us through the steps of building your accountability team and Using the tools, the free tools that we have available, such as Skype or um, Google Hangouts or old school telephone. You don't have to (laughs) just get on a conference call or if it works for you, even just meeting face to face. Sometimes that works if it's a family, if it's a group of neighbors, if it's a group of coworkers who see each other already on a regular basis. And you can just dedicate one of your lunches a week or something like that where you can get together and discuss what you guys are working on individually and share your goals because there's actually research around this topic, which is really interesting and really exciting. Mata Dominican University, one of the professors there found that if you write down your goals, share them with a friend and review them weekly, you're 33% more likely to accomplish those goals. So who couldn't use a boost in 33% more productivity around getting out of debt? That's why I think the concept of using the power of community is something that we should definitely try, especially if you've been trying this on your own and you you get started, you have all of that momentum at the beginning and then life happens and then we get off track and then we don't get back around to it. And then before we know it, it's five years later. And not only am I not out of debt, but I have more and, and then you get discouraged and you just give up. That's why I think it's so important to surround yourself with people who are either on that journey with you or at least can support you in that and see that there is a need for you to accomplish that goal and keep you encouraged. That's the backstory, if you will, for how the idea for dumping debt and community came up. I like that you have a seven week course. I think anyone can at least commit to seven weeks. Do you mind just giving an overview of that process that you came up with? Oh, not at all. So initially you need to find your team. Sometimes it happens naturally. 
i.e. you're married and your spouse is, you know, just there with you. <laughs> even though sometimes even <laughs> spouse can kind of come along kicking and screaming sometimes or just not be interested for a period of time. Sometimes you have kind of a built-in or maybe you have a roommate or a group of really close friends that you, you connect with and you're like-minded. Sometimes that happens naturally, but I think a lot of times, especially as we grow older and we get busy in our lives and dealing with our own personal issues and families or whatever, maybe you don't have the time or you don't take the time, I should say, to intentionally connect with people around an issue that's going to be productive for your future. So the first the first step is going to be intentionally building your team. I've had a, a bit of experience with this in a couple of different areas recently. From that, I talk about basically within your you know network or your sphere of influence, starting with family, starting with friends, co-workers, or if you're in a civic group or your church or some kind of volunteer, just think about all of these people that you connect with on a regular basis that you may not necessarily consider who are dealing with some of the same issues that you're dealing with. One of the ways that I was suggesting that people do this, because number one, everybody's not ready at the time you are. You want to find people that are interested, willing, ready, and able. You know, some people might tell you, you know what, I will let you know. That's okay. Because you'd rather deal with people who are at a point where they're really wanting to make some changes versus some people are like, yeah, maybe so. And then they drop off. That can be deflating too, where you have this group and then people start dropping off and then the momentum sputters a little bit. You Mm -hmm. really want to be intentional about being selected. This is a little bit different for me personally, because I'm more of a like, kumbaya, let's all get together, whatever, right? (laughs) But in this case, you want to be a little bit more selective about the people that you approach. And I would say, for the purposes of this project, we, we should limit it to no more than 10. I think 10 is actually a pretty big group anyway, mm-hmm. but that's just a, a good round number to, to make your maximum. But I would start at maybe two or three people. We're looking for quality, not quantity. You know, you can have just as an effective group of two as you can of six or seven. Start with maybe two or three people and, and chat with them bring up the fact that maybe you've heard about this idea of dumping debt with the community and see if it, you know, does it resonate or do people kind of gloss over and engage their interests? Or are you a part of some of our online communities? Like with our Facebook pages, maybe your group is virtual and that's Mm -hmm. totally okay too, you know? But I would say connect with maybe two or three people and then maybe those two or three people know two or three people and you can radiate out. Do not be concerned so much with the size of the group, just making sure that you limit it to 10 for the purposes of this. Once you have your group in place, you want to figure out how you guys are going to connect. I think that positive peer pressure, it leads to the accountability and the support and encouragement that's going to um, be inherent once you guys kind of get on the same page. Another reason why you really want to keep your group small because trying to coordinate time amongst a smaller group of people is a lot easier than a larger group. Now, once you figure those things out, especially if you can do it with two or three people, then you might want to think about adding to the group if it makes sense for you. Coordinating those things first, getting things in set, makes it a little bit easier to kind of add people into the mix. Once you have those things underway, then it's time to start looking at the actual nuts and bolts of setting goals. I think the first thing you have to kind of, again, begin with the end in mind. And as a group, it's really um, useful if somebody Mm -hmm. knows what you say you say you want to do. 
so they can hold you accountable. Didn't you say you wanted to have <laughs> accomplished X, Y, Z by this date? Then why are you engaging in this activity? Isn't that going to be counterproductive or isn't that going to set you back? Now, here's the thing, though. If you say you want to do this within the community, you really need to be open to giving people access to speak into your life. Sometimes it can be very difficult because we're grown. <laughs> and so it can be difficult to be challenged in some areas that we are not being as productive. That's another thing with this is it, it, you really also want to invite people who are, number one, open enough, but also have the discretion to respect some of the things that you guys are going to be discussing. But you want people who are not just like, yes, men and yes, women, somebody who's going to be um, comfortable enough, challenge you respectfully, but challenging you when you are not holding to the things that you set for yourself. The first week, I suggest that you guys um, use some other tools to connect with each other and remain connected with, with each other throughout the week. If you're having a moment or uh, maybe you need some feedback and it's not your actual group schedule time, you can pop into your secret group and get some feedback right then. The other thing that you can use are free repositories like Google Drive or Microsoft OneDrive. Those are two cloud-based repositories where you can do things like keep a group goals document so that yes. everybody can pitch in and say, these are the things that I'm working on this week. Remember our research, you're going to write your goals down once a week, share them with a friend and review them. You want to keep that somewhere where everybody has access to pretty simply. Once you have your goals in place, some of the things that you're going to be working on for the next three, six to 12 months. And we're going to keep it short-term goal focused like that so that you can really capitalize on the, the momentum and yeah. the time frame. Sometimes when we think about, okay, I want to have my house paid off in 15 years. That's a great goal. But for the purposes of, of this activity, we are trying to help you build habits. If you can build habits in the near term, then then when it comes to looking at, okay, I want to pay my house off in the next 10 to 15 years, then you're building your budgeting muscle, you're building discipline so that you can take off and stay on course to accomplish those goals like that. Okay. So some of your short-term goals may be, I want to get rid of all of my credit card debt. I want to develop an emergency savings. Once you have your goals in place, then we need to look at the mechanics of getting out of debt. So that's where your budgeting comes in. Over the next few weeks, you want to work on setting up a budget and sticking to a budget tracking so that you're making sure that you are creating a budget with realistic numbers. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've actually developed your budget and you see that your income and all of my cutbacks, I've, I've cut back as much as I can, so my, but my income just really won't cut it for making any real progress getting out of debt. So you need to look at supplementary income with some additional streams of income, like a second job or maybe some services that you can offer. Those are some of the things I think that come up really well in, in, in community. There is nothing like the synergy that happens when you get a group of people that are like-minded together, brainstorming and coming up with ideas, or at least sharing some of the experiences that they've had in the area. No, 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 don't try this, try this. So those are some of the things that um, I know are going to be very beneficial to people that want to kind of take this journey. The, the, the other mechanics are actually what process do you want to look at, do you want to use to pay off debt? And there are kind of two kind of major philosophies and they they work well for different people whether you want to use this debt avalanche where you look at your 
interest rate from highest to lowest? Do you want to use the debt snowball where you look at the total balance and, and focus on the smallest debt first? Do you want to use some kind of hybrid? Once you get the mechanics in and, and, and start making some progress paying off debt, then we need to look at some of the um, distractions. Mm-hmm. That, that can come up and and stop you from staying focused on your goal. We think about distractions as like kind of like major catastrophes and those things happen, they do. But they could be as simple as what am I spending my time doing? What am I focused on? Am I focused on things that, you know, in terms of educating me or am I focused on things that are enticing me to go out and overspend and be fiscally irresponsible with my money? What am I, my entertainment options? What am I doing to, to enjoy life? I'm a big advocate for looking for budget friendly ways to still enjoy life, still find the joy while you're getting out of debt, because that helps this become more of a, a, a lifestyle for you versus yeah. just a chore that I'm trying to tough it up before I, you know, go on my next shopping spree. No, this is a lifestyle change that we're hoping to to develop. And that's why I think within these first seven weeks of meeting with somebody regularly, meeting with a group regularly, reporting on the progress that you've made, mm-hmm. or even just sharing some of the things that you learned. Because one of the other things I'm encouraging you is to continue to increase your financial literacy, continue to grow in your understanding about topics related to personal finance. So I've really started to listening to podcasts this year, but I'm finding that there are so many wonderful podcasts out. For instance, Couple Money has a, a great podcast on marriage and, and, and wealth building. So are you listening to those types of things that are going to build your knowledge base mm-hmm. and help you make better decisions about managing money. If you are doing those things, can you bring that back to the group and say, you know what, this, I listened to this great podcast on this topic and this is what I got out of it and kind of bring that up and and bounce that off of your other group mates to continue to make those things that you're learning stick. Because sometimes we hear things and then it's a good idea and it goes out, but you can discuss it and continually have these conversations with people. That's a way of reinforcing the things that you've learned. As well as, again, allowing this group to hold you accountable. Those are some of the things that (laughs) I'm really encouraged that will make a difference, I think, with um, people who have possibly either tried this before or maybe feel a little bit overwhelmed at looking at their debt. This is something I did while I was working through our debt is I listened to stories of other people who did what I was trying to do. So that was super encouraging. And and it was almost a little bit healthy competition. One of the examples, a single mom, she was a U.S. Marine and she ended up uh, retiring $180,000 worth of debt. Super cool. You know what? And she's no, she wasn't, she's no superwoman, superhuman person. She's a regular person who just made up her mind that she's going to do this. I think when you see that this is possible, Mm -hmm. those are some of the things that you can bring to the group and you guys can encourage one another. And maybe you can even set up like, Again, a little healthy competition. Who who was able to stick with their budget this week? <laughs> and that person gets bragging rights or a home cooked meal or whatever. <laughs> Those are some of the things that you guys can do to encourage one another to stick with this. Now, once you've gone through this first seven weeks, you should have a foundation set for which to take the rest of your debt dumping journey. So you should have a number of, of weeks practicing sticking with your budget. You've done some tracking. You've hopefully looked at your budget very critically and figured out what what could be either reduced or simply eliminated temporarily. You've looked at some 
additional sources of making money. If you need to supplement your income, you've really analyzed the distractions that have stopped you in the past or that potentially might uh, stop you in the future. One of those might be loans. What do you do if somebody comes and asks you for a loan and they really are serious about it and they really need it? It's a good time to discuss that, develop a strategy for that ahead of time so that you're not kind of caught off guard or dealing with emotion in the moment. Those are some very real things that happen. Once you've gone through all of this in that first seven weeks, I definitely suggest you commit with your group to staying with one another for the next year. Now, that year can look a couple of different ways. You can go. I would definitely suggest easing up on the meetings because I think we can kind of commit to something short term. But if you drag it out, it could lose its luster. So you can definitely ease back maybe to either twice a month or once a month where you're, you're meeting and checking in on one another, keeping each other focused, because getting out of debt can be for some a long term um, endeavor. For this first year, this is where you're actually going to be putting into practice some of those things that you developed in the first seven weeks, and that's where you're building your habits. You're building, you're replacing bad habits, hopefully better, new, more productive money management habits. You're using, you're allowing your group to help keep you accountable and help you stay focused while you're doing the same thing for them. If you can get through this first year, you can stick with it until completion. I, I really believe that. We shouldn't expect that we're going to get out overnight. You know, although it can happen, but just in case it doesn't, plan B is building um, better financial habits that are going to take you through not only dumping your debt, but once you're finished with your debt, you want to make sure that you put in place a a financial mindset that's going to prevent you from going back into that place again. That's the idea of of using community for something beneficial. (laughs) If you're like us you probably have quite a number of accounts between the two of you, including your old 401ks. It can be difficult to stay on top of everything, especially when your old employer switches providers, which is what happened with my husband. Here's where our sponsor Capitalize can help. Capitalize helps you find and roll over an old 401k into an IRA of your choice for free. They handle the entire process. And yes, that includes calling your old employer or the 401k provider on your behalf. If you're ready to make managing your old 401ks much easier, find out more at simplifyandenjoy.com slash capitalize. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways from the discussion I had with Tony that I think would be really helpful for your own debt-free journey. The first is accountability can be a huge boost. Now, if the two of you are already excited about tackling debt together, that is a huge win. But if it's just you starting this off, one of the things that can help you is having that team or community behind you. And then, of course, if it's the two of you, you can have other couples or friends be a part of your accountability group. as was discussed, not only can you cheer each other on, but you can offer positive feedback and catch each other when you go off the target. And you can also swap ideas on what works and what doesn't work. And of course, you are always welcome to join our free Facebook community over at Thriving Families. If you want to talk with other families who are trying to work together, on their financial goals. The second is 
develop systems and habits to help you overcome these tough times. That seven-week window or eight-week window, that can be a great opportunity to get some habits in the place so that the rest of the year goes a lot smoother. I know we like to think that willpower can get us through, but it is inevitable that we're going to have a setback, life will happen, and we need to have something in place that will help us to continue. And this is where having those automated systems, maybe with those transfers for the payments towards your debt, or for you to have this routine of checking in with your community, that's going to really pay off. And then the last one is tied into this. Another help with building momentum and motivation is setting short-term goals, which may sound counterintuitive, but as Tony pointed out, having those wins, those smaller wins can give you a psychological boost so that you can continue on your path. Of course, there's so much more that we can get into, including the ins and outs about finding the best methods of paying off your debt. So if you want to get the latest episodes, tips, and videos to help you pay off your debts faster, save more, and invest better, please sign up over at CoupleMoney slash join to be a part of our VIP community. It's free and you'll get weekly emails sent to your inbox with all that information sent to you for your convenience. I want this year to be an incredible year for you and your family. I hope this episode helps jumpstart your debt-free goal. As always, I'll include the resources we mentioned in this episode, plus some bonuses over in the show notes at couplemoney.com. And as I mentioned before we wrapped up the year, on this podcast, we're going to be going through the archives to pull out the best episodes that will help you hit your family and financial goals. Don't forget, we also have the Simplify and Enjoy podcast, which definitely tackles family and finances, but then also broadens out a little bit more into other goals that you might have. So this week on the podcast, we are talking to Jillian Siriani from Frugal Friends. We're discussing how they were able to have big wins with housing by getting creative. And with that money saved, they were able to pay off their student loans. So if that sounds interesting to you, you can subscribe to the Simplify and Enjoy podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you prefer to get your shows. Our music today was performed by various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, I want to say thank you so much for your support. I want this to be a helpful podcast. So if there's a particular money goal that you're trying to tackle this year, send that in. Again, join as a VIP and let me know what you want some help with, and then I will get the resources ready for you. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care. <laughs>